0: Sport, insight, inspiration. This is your host, Arup Soames. Welcome to Kite Talks. And we're live. Hey, uh, we are privileged to have uh, Joseph Clementi with us. Uh, Joe, it's awesome to have you here. Thank you um, for being with us, spending uh, your early morning, I know, in, in New York. Ha, huh, my lights are back. Uh, great. Uh, <laughs> but uh, um, uh, Joe is uh, an old friend uh, from NYU. Joe is currently the manager of uh, um, uh, marketing sponsorships at Verizon uh, in the U.S., uh, handling mainly the NFL, the National Football League. Uh, so um, Joe, it's uh, again, like I said, awesome to have you here. Um, Wanna, I know you've had multiple experiences across the board in the sports space, um, worked many years with multiple organizations. Want to start on the professional team side, uh, trying to understand your experiences with, uh, I know you've worked with the Mets, with the Jets and the Giants. Um, so just let's, yeah, let's, let's start there. And then we can sort of uh, uh, move to, to some of your other interesting uh, stories.
1: For sure. And thanks for having me on here at this. Uh, it sounds like a great program. Um, yeah, so right out of uh, college I interned for the New York Rangers um, in their marketing department and it gave me a, a lot of uh, different experiences because as an intern, you always think about And here, you know, like, it's always about, hey, get this guy a cup of coffee, or do this or do that. But quite frankly, when there's a sports organization like the Rangers in the middle of New York City, sometimes it could be chaotic. So you got to pitch in in a a lot of different places. So um, I worked on mainly marketing and and game presentation. Uh, My time there, like, basically, like, I I wanted to make sure that I I met a lot of people within the organization and got to know what they do, just because it's easy to kind of put your head down and start working and, and just do whatever you're told. But once that's done, you wanna be more and more proactive um, and, and see all the other opportunities there. So i around and it, it, my, my internship kind of ended, but I still stayed within uh, the Rangers organization uh, by working on their event staff. Um, in the meantime, I worked with the New York Mets in sales. Uh, we were hired of like about 10 sales guys like us and a young guy at the time, and they were, we were just hammer the phones um, about making about a hundred calls a day uh, trying to sell season tickets, group sales, and and suites. And look, for me personally, I didn't really want to do sales, and, and it's no offense to anybody who, who does want to do sales, but I knew that I wanted to be um, in marketing, and, and just a little more background on me. Coming out of school, like I'm a big New York Jets fan, um, and I always thought, hey, I like marketing. I want to be the CMO of the New York Jets, just because I love the Jets. So anything that really kind of put me in that direction a little more, is is the job an opportunity that I took. So that's why I I did a sales job with the New York Mets, finished in second out of 10 people in sales there. Um, Didn't get a full-time job. I mean, we had full-time hours, but not full-time pay. So I I had a lot of good relationships with Madison Square Garden um, just through my internship there. And I ended up doing sales for them. So I came back there. And within sales, like you get to learn a lot about yourself, like how to present yourself, how to convey a message, how to see what the people on the other end are looking for. So it taught me a lot about myself, even though I didn't really want to truly be in sales. So went over to Madison Square Garden and did sales for the uh, New York Knicks, the New York Rangers, New York Liberty, and, and some Radio City musical uh, type of uh, situations. Um, so uh, from there, like, you know, I just tried to stay in the loop again, try to network myself around Madison Square Garden, meet as many people as I could. And then I ended up getting um, a job in, in print production. And just for background, print production was anything... Uh, making anything from the schedule cards for the Knicks to the side of the Madison Square Garden wall murals or the banners yeah. that they hang. And nice. again, didn't love print production, but you have to kind of look past the job title a little bit. Um, I knew that within that position, I would work with the marketing departments of the Knicks, Rangers, and Liberty, um, and Radio yeah. City again. Um, and I got to meet those people, form those relationships. And eventually, like you know, I, have, I still have those, that network to this day. Um, I would learn about their job while I'm there. Um and then, you know, I got sort of a promotion. I worked with our suite services and I handled twenty-five of our clients there, including Verizon, which quite frankly I'm I'm a part of that organization now because of relationships. Mm-hmm. Um and I worked there for about three years. So um within that whole time there, I was working with the New York Jets and the New York Giants. Uh, working on their game day staff, event staff, uh, type of things on the side. It didn't have much of a social life at that point in time. <laughs> um, but I was always trying to etch and, and get toward um, that, that job of working in the NFL, working for the Jets uh, marketing department. You know, As time passed, I did get this job at Verizon, which is a great opportunity. Obviously, I've been here about seven and a half years now. Yeah. Um, I, but what I learned though, it was, hey, look, <laughs> there's only so many jobs within teams, like the CMO of the Jets. Those people aren't going where uh, you know they, they, there's some turnover here and there and those jobs are a lot harder to get um for me i, I learned that being on the client side was really cool too because i have new york Jets season tickets i get to enjoy the games i work with the jets uh with verizon i get to implement some of the fan uh interactions and and some of the activation zones um and put on my fan cap but also i have my professional cap on as well <laughs> Um, so I got to learn. I, I do like it on the, on the yeah, client best, side because I get, enjoy I, <laughs> I get to join the games and I get to the teams. So, yeah. Um, so, look, it, the Jets, uh, just to kind of give you some background on uh, the New York Jets and Giants as organizations, New York Jets are a very progressive, proactive, uh, innovative team. They are, they're always willing to try something new, and kind of put themselves out there. Um, they were one of the first teams to have mobile ticketing uh, for fans, basically, your ticket on your phone um, instead of the physical tickets. Um, it's great. I think that's the wave of the future as far as that's concerned. Giants are a very traditional team, um, very like. Mom and pop shop type of uh, organization. I still have friends there. I go there, you know, for meetings and everything. And it's like I never left. Everyone's always there. You know, everyone's always very friendly to me and everything like that. They invite me to lunch, get something to eat. So they're very friendly too. So it's funny how like two major organizations could be so different, but like it works for for both of them.
0: That's that's surprising that you say that because I I I would have never known this information and and I I think it's something that you don't know that that I'm a Jets fan too. Uh, oh, all right <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, and and it just it obviously happened while while I was there in in New York but uh, but I would have never thought what you just mentioned which is I mean the whole traditional thinking of of the Giants was the Jets but when I think about it now the yeah. content also like on the media side and social media the way sort of the Jets pushes out uh, their stuff mm-hmm. um I mean now now when you when you when you talk about that it, it kind of makes sense that they're sort of the progressive um, side of sure. of, of, uh, of football
1: uh, mm-hmm.
0: but yeah, uh, yeah.
1: yeah I, so I, I think that like honestly like I think that you you kind of bring up social media and everything when I first started at Verizon I, you know I work on our, our sponsorship team our partnership team um, and our social media department was like one guy at Verizon like when I first started seven years ago yeah I was the one putting the social plan together um, you know, we had like a portfolio of about 100 players and I'd be writing the scripts for them, setting a schedule and everything. Now we have like a whole department full of yeah. social media experts that help me do this. Um, but that's, I think, more of where this is going. The barriers between players, teams, the league, um, between fans and, and those properties are, are coming down. I mean, the social media, Twitter, Instagram give you a direct connection or give fans a direct connection to these players, teams and, and leagues. So I I think that's that's kind of the landscape there and that's how it's changing.
0: Yeah, no. And I think and and, and I'm glad you sort of moved uh, into into that part of the conversation, because it's it's really interesting to see how the landscape is changing from the fan side, like (laughs) how fans are currently consuming the sport. It's not only uh, I mean, one is uh, a lot of it. A lot of the consumption of live is now even mobile um and 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 has been now for a while but then now you have multi-screens you have all the fans on social media they're tweeting at the same time mm-hmm. i mean there's a whole stuff uh, and so football on our uh, end, ex- yeah. ex- exactly <laughs> so it. so the thing is i mean as a brand right you gotta be there sort of when the moment happens or like you gotta uh, i mean how do you guys manage that because that i think that's that's a uh, I, I not even a million dollar it's a billion dollar question i would yes. say because there's so many fans so many uh, audiences
1: on multiple devices now um, i mean as i a brand the I mean, answers, yeah <laughs> the answer is is that we're figuring it out you know so um it's one of those things look it is a, a multi screen event now it's you know it's the game on tv or or your phone um and you're checking on your laptop you're checking your fantasy football team um, and then, at the same time, you're also tweeting at players you know after the game or during the game, even though they can't check it during the game. but it, it's, it, it's a lot of that interaction, and I think even what you're seeing is you know having like a league partnership or a team partnership i don 't say it 's diminishing, but you're starting to see players get their own brands, and that 's starting to become more important because there's that direct connection between player and fan. Yeah. And what they say with the NFL is like in the problems they had in the past as far as marketing players where, well, they wear a helmet, they are all bulky. It's hard to recognize. Well, yeah. now you're starting to really take the, the helmet off. Now you're starting to see these players. Now you're starting yeah. to see their personality and yeah. they're becoming more of a brand. So I, I think what, what we're, we're challenged with is like, all right, so, you know, and I can't, I'm not speaking directly for Verizon, but I'm starting to show like kind of what my thought process is as yeah. um, you know, as someone who's in the industry is that, Hey, look, you know, I, th- I think for the league the content and everything, that's that's kind of where you want to put your your dollars. It's not to get the collective rights of all the thirty-two teams and all the players, right. because quite frankly, you can go straight to them. So we're trying to see, hey, what's the distribution between leagues, which teams we we partner with, and then like what players we partner with, and what do we want that message to be? And you know, when I again, when I first started seven years ago, you know, I'm a, I'm a football nut, so like I already know the players. I know who's good, who's it's not as a little bit like wild, but so like, but like there'd be less of a screening process. Through my time here, I had to basically develop more of a screening process um, in terms of of you know obtaining players, where it's like, all right, look, are they good on camera? How are they off camera? How are they on the field? What's the social media like? What's their social media following? You know, how much of an influence do they have? How much clout? Um, and there's a lot more factors. You know, seven years now compared to seven years ago, um, there's a lot more considerations. It's also what other brands are they associating with and there's a lot to consider and and coming from a you know social media department of one to like where we are now is it's like night and day and it's seven years ago and to me that's not that long ago
0: (laughs) yeah no it's 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 amazing i mean how 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 that i mean how that shift has happened so soon Mm -hmm. and 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 you gotta um I, i think you gotta give it also to the brands as well as the leagues where uh i mean some have moved as fast as, as, as sort of the landscape has moved, but, and obviously some, some haven't, but, but, Mm -hmm. but the good thing is that, I mean, in a market like the U S for example, I mean, there are so many examples to follow. I mean, if the NBA sort of does something say early and, and, and the NFL realizes, listen, this works and it has, I mean, it's something that they can replicate
1: to an extent, obviously. For uh, sure. And NBA is definitely one of the more progressive leagues. I I found it. I, my opinion is that they are a little more progressive than the NFL. and The NFL's catching up for sure. Yeah. But the NBA is one of those leagues that are willing to try something new and you know if it works it's great and they're an innovator and if it doesn't you know they fold up their tents yeah. and go home and it's it's okay like they still have the NBA, you know.
0: Yeah. Tell uh, I I want to get into a um, little bit see uh, on this side of um, the Atlantic. I mean everybody hears Super Bowl, right? Super Bowl there's always okay. the debate uh, on this side, oh yes, is it bigger than the FIFA World Cup final and 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 stuff like that? Um, but but I know you've you've being with Verizon, you've um, you've experienced the Super Bowl now. I'm I'm guessing multiple times. Um, I mean, as a brand, so that's a very different sort of perspective. Um, I mean, what, how do you like sort of ride on that wave, or, or what's the I mean, what I mean. Tell us maybe a story or two, or, or, or sort of the strategy that you guys use to um, to, to ensure that you guys are sort of, uh, I mean, in front of the fans and and, and really getting your bang for the buck. Uh, to, sure.
1: So. Um, yeah. Sure. As you know, Verizon's a, a big company, and and you know the budgets are sometimes pretty deep. Um, I would say Super Bowl time. Obviously, it's one of those tentpole events where it's popular worldwide. Um, it's one of these things where there's a lot of eyeballs looking at what you're doing. I think the trick for us and what we try to do is, so Super Bowl's on a Sunday we, and Thursday's usually the day where most activations and everything kind of pick up. Um, but what we find is that like, look, during that time, there's a lot of people shouting, you know, a lot of different brands are trying to get in front of people right. and you don't want to get lost in the clutter. So yeah. for us, we, we've, in the past, we started, programs I want to say earlier like on a Monday um, to kind of establish like get our voice, get some you know interview some of our players pushing what we're doing Um, and we had something called uh, what is it called I'm sorry I'm blanking right now Um, who's gonna win that's what it was so leading up to the Super Bowl I'll I'll speak to the one that was in New York City Uh, maybe you were around at that time um, where we uh, we basically lit up the Empire State Building with um, a, socially, a social media driven fan vote every day that week. So leading up to it, you know, that Monday, we would have uh, some players talking about our program. Hey, who's going to have the better running game on Sunday? And it was the, the Broncos versus Seahawks. So fans would tweet, you know, they would amplify Verizon. We they'd have a special hashtag who's going to win. Um, and then that night we would put on basically a light show. We would have a player, you know, flip a switch to turn on the light show at, at you know and the Empire State Building, and it would go, it would be go back and forth, and then it would be like, all right, the Seahawks won today's battle, and, and the Empire State Building would be lit up in the Seahawks colors. And we started that message early in the week. It was a big enough message. It was on the Empire State Building, so yeah. we felt like we had a prominent presence there. Um, and we tried that program for a few years, and it worked in the, in the different cities. So um, that's to me, uh, my advice would be get in early you know, make sure you're a prominent voice and keep that voice rather than try to shout over everybody starting Thursday to Sunday.
0: Yeah, no, I can, uh, I mean, it's like, like you said, I mean, of course, yes, with, with a brand like Verizon, yes, the the pockets are deep, <laughs> but you got to think of sort of innovative stuff like this where it's, uh, you're relating offline to online and, and sort of there's where even sort of the, the traditional media have, have something to talk about, right? Right. Uh, yeah it's uh yeah, it's, it,
1: look it's easy to say hey we're going to get a 30 second spot at the super bowl and wait and i don't say waste a whole bunch, just throw a whole budget at it and that's it and then like everyone kind of just like all right Like to me like look the super bowl commercials are great but like there's a million of them like you know and it's like look is there an impact obviously they're paying a ton of money to to go in there but i think if there's something more sustainable something that kind of leads up to it and look and if it ends with that great but to your point though you have to have deep budgets for something like that too <laughs>
0: No, no, fair enough, no, of course. Um, tell me something, I, 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 I don't know how much, how, how involved uh, on, on that side of uh, it is where, where, so when I was there in the US, um, they had just uh, started, and I'm guessing this is maybe eight years ago, um, the, uh, I mean, the Verizon package where you could watch the games on your phone as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and, and, and obviously it's evolved uh, a lot. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. guessing since since that time. Um, so what's the I mean, because because this is something that's that's also um, and the reason I bring this up is it's, 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 um, it's new in India. So right now, every big event, and uh, to be honest, it's mainly cricket. Um, mm-hmm. So, so uh, the big event that happens in India, every big event sort of breaks the record in terms of online viewership sure. uh, uh, on 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 mobile and and, and and I think that's going to be a trend till we hit a plateau uh, here, but, but but what is what has been the sort of strategies that that a company like Verizon is used to, um, to really market that. And and sort of capture the audience and then sustain it sort of over a period and and, and is that audience still growing? Uh, I mean,
1: sure. That, and yeah, and the answer is yeah. The audience definitely is growing. Um, it's it's one of those things where it's accessibility where you can watch it on your phone. So I could just give you a little bit of his. So when I was brought on about seven and a half years ago to Verizon, we were having the NFL mobile app is what you were referring to. Yeah. Um, at first, it was you know you get to see uh, you know the primetime games on your phone is only exclusive to Verizon. And then you'd also see red zone, which was basically cutting to all the different NFL teams. when there's like about an exciting part about to happen. Um, then our partnership grew and we were able to get all the local games. So if I'm in New York, I get to see the Jets and Giants game. And I get to see the primetime game plus red zone. And it was, again, only exclusive to Verizon customers. So we had a nice little niche right there. Yeah. Um, it was so good, though, that the NFL was saying, hey, look, we got to expand this to all different platforms. So AT and T brand, everyone's going to get this. So mm-hmm. we have to kind of rethink. Like, all right, well, what are we going to do? But to your point, though, it's because so many fans are consuming that product that way. Yeah. Um, so you know, look, there's the NFL kind of uh, cut up these different types of packages where you could have. Hey, there's like Amazon has the Thursday Night Package. Okay. Um, you know, so there's different ways to consume it, and, and Yahoo has. The, uh, the live games too. And we're partners with Yahoo as, as part of Verizon just for background. So we have that, you know, living on our, our channels as well. Um, but it's become more like more the norm than anything than watching it on your, your big screen TV. Uh, so th- it's been cut up so many different ways. And it was nice when Verizon seven years ago had it, basically exclusively to ourselves but now all of a sudden it's platform like it's platform agnostic everyone has it so um now you have to start to rethink all right so like how do we get another niche now you know and, and it's one of those things now where um you'll start to see uh without kind of you, you've seen the partnership probably between uh, verizon and nfl talking about uh promoting 5g so 5g is yeah. going to be you're going to see a lot of good things coming there i just can't really talk too much about it
0: no, no, I can imagine the five G is is it's a game changer. I, I would, I would imagine. I mean it, it. I mean, we we thought that we knew uh, how how uh, fans are going right. to consume sport, and now it's it's like oh, we we we're going to. There's a there's a whole new sort of wave coming along, and and I can't I can't imagine. So it must be really exciting, though.
1: It um, is. It is. Uh, Some fun. of the things we have seen in the labs are are, are pretty awesome. Um, You'll see more at the comment. Yes. I wish no, I could no. talk about it.
0: No, no, that's, that. <laughs> no, that's great. Um, I, I, I want to go back to a little bit about what you mentioned in, in terms of um, the player relationships. So uh, just so I understand this correctly, so Verizon also um, uh, sponsors uh, specific players. Yes? So mm-hmm. just, yeah.
1: So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so, so. so
0: just, uh, yeah, I mean, it would be good to sort of get a little <coughs> bit more detail on 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 how that relationship works and how do you sort of uh, engage with uh, with the players in terms of what do you get out of them because it, it's it's right now um, and and I'm, I'm just to give you context in india um yes cricket is 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 obviously sort of the number one sport uh, mm-hmm. but you are seeing other sports like uh, football um, soccer in that sense um, and and individual sports, tennis, badminton, and and a lot of players who are being sponsored by brands, um, mm-hmm. and and so it would be really interesting to understand sort of what a um, an extremely, uh, um, I mean a market that's that 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 that's been doing this for a while, kind of what you guys are doing um, uh, there in in the US.
1: For, for sure, for sure. So we have um, a few different levels of players. So I'll just start with probably the most popular ones, the nationally mm-hmm. uh, known players, our national players. So yeah. we were able to show we had Odell Beckham uh, very, last year, um, nice. he was a national player of ours. And he was featured in a TV commercial here. Um, and it's obviously shown uh, throughout the U.S. And within that, you know, we get you know, a production day or two to, to film. Um, and we get a, a few, a couple of appearances where, you know, we have our tent, like a Super Bowl appearance and another tentpole type of Verizon big time activation we'll bring them to. Um, the other part, again, when I first started, wasn't even in the contracts, was social media. And that's a yeah. big part now. now that's, that, you know, we'll have, you know, a couple posts per month, the rights to have a couple posts per month. Um, and that's like, and, and some people, some of the players actually kind of, go back and forth about which platforms it's on that again like once i put in the contract social media said two posts and then all of a sudden some are going hey i don't want to put it on my instagram because that's my, my my real thing i don't want to do it but it'll be on twitter and then i'm like well we want to be on your real platform we want your real fans to be looking at this so then it's a little bit of negotiating back and forth there um yeah. so yeah i mean so so we have that and then we have rights to like things like autographed items and premiums but what we do is kind of like pull that together, um, you know, the social posts and, and, and the appearances and everything is we make programs to say, hey, look, um, you know, if, you know, uh, Odell Beckham, you know, he, he says, hey, get to your you know, local Verizon store, you'd be the first 50 people to buy a phone. And I'm just using an example like that. It's not really like a program, but this is like an example of what you could do. You know, you get, you know, the first 50 people show up, they'll get an autographed mini helmet from me. And, nice. like, you get to use pull all that together and bring it there to social media, the autographs, and just have his voice. And then further amplify our partnership with the New York Giants, the team, and then the partnership with the league. So, you know, there's different ways to do it. There's another one. Um, we had a popular player, uh, Patrick Mahomes, who's basically on a non-Verizon team. So, like, we don't have a partnership with okay. the Kansas City Chiefs on who okay. he plays for. Actually, our competitor does. However, um, we have the popular player under contract and it it almost like you have like you can't show him in like the team logos or anything like that, but he could wear something red, which is a team color. And okay. you can almost like almost like I don't say imply a partnership with the team because we don't really want the partnership the, but like more of the focus is on the player than the having that team. And yeah. if we have a player in the market that has a competitor, uh a compet like a competitive agreement with like, you know, the Chiefs or something like that, we quite frankly, for a fraction of the cost have Taken that market and attacked that market, and nice. didn't pay as much as probably Sprint did.
0: Cool. No, so, yeah, so there's
1: different ways to go about these player partnerships. What, what, different. What about like a sort of lower
0: level? Yeah.
1: Yeah. At the same time, too, though, like you know, AT and T can come and get the most popular, can have a partnership with uh, the Jets quarterback Sam Darnold, and we would just be like, oh, well, that stinks. Like you know. So yeah. there's. You have to kind of coverage. You have to cover yourself between the league, the team and the player partnership. So um, It's one of those things where it's, it's, you got to take a lot of uh, different factors into consideration. And again, some of the screening process too with the actual players would be um, Would be like checking out like, hey, so Odell Beckham, we want him on camera. He has to have a good camera presence. But if we want to have just the local store appearance. Well, there's a guy that's very personable. He's not really well known nationally, but this works for our market that wants to drive traffic to our stores. So maybe we'll sign like a lower-level agreement with that guy. So right. it just depends on what your purpose is and intent is to to leverage the player. Yeah.
0: And 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 just so I, I mean, I mean, obviously you don't need to give details, but um, and so these are they they could be short-term, or, or a lot of them are also long-term sort of agreements across the board with, with obviously more of the popular guys.
1: Yeah, you know, they tend to be about a year-long agreement just because there's a lot of turnover teams. You know, sometimes they'll be traded, sometimes – like, you know, sometimes we we don't have a partnership with the player and we just want to test the waters there and see, you know, is this guy going to work out long-term? But what I found is that if you have a partnership with the player – and I'll use Odell Beckham as a prime example. Um, We started when he got drafted, before he was a superstar. Um, very low level agreement, you know, he was, very, he was good of appearances and everything. And, you know, it's one of those things where you kind of develop a, a legitimate relationship because it is a partnership. It's not, we, we look at things as partnerships, not really sponsorship. Yeah. So like, yeah. you know, I, I, and, and, you know, I, I deal with his, his, quite frankly, his, his rep and his mom. Uh, <laughs> and so like we've developed that kind of a relationship where every year they'll call up and say, you know, hey, what do we want to do? We want to do something cool with you and everything. So that's a good phone call to feel for me. And it's nice. not like I'm yeah. calling him. And it's like, all right, well, how much are you going to give me? And this, that, the other, it's it's more of a part, a true partnership. Like, what are we going to do this year?
0: Yeah, no, that's, that. that's awesome. Um, I I know we, uh, we, uh, we, we skipped a little bit about, uh, I, I know we, we have maybe five, odd minutes uh, I don't want to take okay. uh, too much of your of your work day to be uh, honest. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, uh, what I'm what I meant to say is uh, you you spent quite a few years at, at MSG um, at Madison Square Garden I think uh, I mean that's a in general a fantastic arena to talk about and, 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 sure. and sort of what it's what it stands for right I mean it's a it's world-renowned uh, yeah. Arena. So again, uh, I, I'll keep it open to, to you to maybe just tell us a little bit about either what what you've done, what you uh, did there, uh, or, or maybe a couple of stories from 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 your experience working there.
1: Sure. And and the way you got to look at this is that it is the world's most famous arena, as you, as you noted. Um, there are three professional teams, or there were three professional teams there uh, that work within it. But it was to me, it was like the perfect business model, because it was, you know, you have the Knicks on certain nights, you have the Rangers playing on certain nights, um, the Liberty playing on certain nights, and then you would have, between all those different days, you'd have concerts, and then you'd have the circus, um, you have the dog show, it, it, that, that place is always buzzing, you know, it, and, and, you know, as an arena owner, like, that w- that that's every arena owner's dream, is to have your arena have something in that stage or the theater every day of the week, and that's what they have. Um, again, for me, there was a lot of great experience there because I got to see the, you know, the sports operations sides with the Knicks and Rangers and see the marketing yeah. side, ticket sales side. Um, I, I was friends with PR, so I kind of saw what they went through. And it's not, and hockey's a little bit different than the NBA. And then you have concerts where you have to see certain suites. Like, so when I worked for suites, certain suites yeah. would be obstructed. And like, how would that work? And how long does it take for loading to happen? So, the, you know, it's, there's a lot of different, like aspects that go into it, it's really amazing if you think about how they they basically turn that arena over and have professional teams go in there and play, and it's state of the art, and people from out of town and other and visiting players want to play there. Um, it really is incredible, like what they do there, and to kind of be a fly on the wall and be actually a part of it, um, I'm honored, and, and I, there's a lot of experience and a lot of, of of things that I would just never even think about. Um, that, that I've learned from that. Um, trying to think of a few stories. I mean, shoot. Uh, I, I think like, the, like honestly, that time lapse, there's, there's times when they do um, like a Knicks game at one o'clock. Yeah. They'll do the, uh, it's probably in the morning, probably more like 10 o'clock in the morning, turn it over and then there'll be a Rangers game at night and they oh, always wow. have like the time lapse there. But like just working those events and seeing it actually That's live crazy. It's amazing because like a lot of that stuff like if there's a Knicks game and there's a Rangers game the next day that happens overnight I'm, I'm not sticking around for that <laughs> so like it, it's um it's just a lot of a lot of different personalities types of organizations um working together and it's 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 it's, it's unbelievable
0: no and I I think you're, you're you're absolutely right when you said I mean it's a arena that's just buzzing right all the time uh, sure, and 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 to even think that it's on top of a train station, and yeah, you know, exactly. that that's that's just like all the, all the additional stuff. It just right. It's a, it's a, it's it's a mind blowing. And I've unfortunately I've not been there for any of the sort of big games, but but I watched a WNBA game there. Yeah, um, okay. And right. and, 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 <laughs> and that was it. Was a fantastic experience. I mean, it was just uh, uh, it was really buzzing. Um, right. Uh, and
1: yeah yeah and and that's the thing like it's usually sold out and fortunate fortunately for me unfortunately for msg they the Knicks and rangers like waiting list ran out by the time i got out of college and that's how i was able to start to sell tickets my my role what didn't exist because there was such a long waiting list and then after a while like they were saying hey we have to be a little more proactive about selling these tickets and everything and that's that's how i came on board with that that first group there at madison square garden uh, turned out well no awesome um
0: joe i i'm not gonna uh again like i said take uh take take much of your time it's really been awesome i am i'm pretty confident we are gonna uh, have to talk to you more when uh once once 5g launches and then there's a whole load of uh, other other things uh to talk about and and because I mean it's it's really interesting I mean uh, there there a couple of things that that really stood out and and, and I'm and I'm and I really want to sort of thank you for that because on on one hand you you mentioned a couple of things which which really hold good for some of the listeners who um are starting out in the industry you mentioned about sales right you you're not so keen to to sort of be in sales but but it's something that really gave you the confidence and uh, and, and and a lot of made you understand a lot of stuff about yourself and which is taken to you, I mean, taken you where you are right now. Um, for sure. Which for is, sure. I which, wouldn't,
1: that's the thing. I wouldn't turn down a, a job offer until you think about what it's going to do for you. Like, am I a salesperson? Not really, you know, I'm good at it. But it also gave me the tools and everything to, to kind of move forward and present yourself. So yeah, I, would, I wouldn't, my, my advice out of that would be not to look at the job description or not to look at the job title, but look at the description and see what it actually does.
0: No yeah no and 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 then kind of segue into sort of what you're doing now, which is i i ca- i can't imagine the stuff that sort of you have to deal with on a daily basis but must be awesome and really fun um because uh, i mean at 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 the level that 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 you're playing at is is uh, a lot of people dream to be doing that, so I mean. Uh, no, cool. No, but but uh, thank you so much for sharing uh, stories and, and telling us uh, about uh, your experiences.
1: No problem. We would, Thanks for reaching uh, out. This was great.
0: <laughs> no, no. Awesome. No, I'm, I'm, I, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty sure we will, uh, we will continue the conversation. Absolutely. But uh, thank you. Thank you again.
1: No, thank you. I'll see you.
0: Yeah.